Yo, 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 what up? It's Rondell, a.k.a. King Ronda Don, and you are now tuned in to Soul Society 101, the podcast. What's good, Soul Society family? It's Rondell, a.k.a. King Ronda Don. We have a special guest today for episode nine of Soul Society 101, the podcast, Jason Rosario, the founder of The Lives of Men. Say what's up, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, Rondell. Thank you, Soul Society, for having me. I'm excited. It's 95, 96 degrees outside. But we're nice and cool <laughs> inside. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy to be here. In the AC, man, outside is that chocolate, chocolate, make it melt weather. You know what I mean? Like, but I love it. I love it. I'm yo, you've been yeah. you're you're a native New Yorker, right? Native New Yorker. So let me know if it's just me. I'm born yeah. and raised in this city, but I I promise you, it gets harder to deal with winter every year. It is, you know it's and it's funny. I went to school in Buffalo. Oh, right? so no, no, say no but, more. But no, nah, but I, I, <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm used to it. Okay. By any means, I, I can't. I don't do well with the cold, bro. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like I'm like maybe my family's from the islands or something. That's what blood. it is, man. That's what I mean, at the end of the day, all of our family's from Africa, right, so right. you know. We got that warm blood in, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's just like, why, why are New York of yeah. all places? You know? <laughs> but here we are. Here we, here we are, are here man. We are. Episode nine. So we're going to chop it up with Jason. Um, first off, let's talk about the lives of men, the platform that you started. What, Absolutely. what, what is that all about? Yeah. So it's, it's, um, I'll give you a couple answers, right? I think the, the main answer is really just me staying present to, to my life and, and my journey, right? Mm-hmm. And just being in tune to a lot of the experiences that, you know, the ups and downs, the, 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 the successes, the failures, really packaging that in a way that I thought other brothers can probably learn from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so just staying tuned to that was probably the main inspiration. Um, and then when you think about it, it's things like being raised without a dad in the house, right? So challenges around that. Um, you know, heartbreak, right, is, is I think in many ways um, the, the, the birth of greatness in, in some ways, right? You think of your, your favorite artist, your favorite song, your favorite album, it tends to come from some sort of pain, right? Mm-hmm. So all of those things combined is what really kind of were the ingredients, I'd say, that kind of went into creating the lives of men um, as a platform. And I think the ultimate goal with it is just really to, to inspire brothers to become better men in their own right in whatever, you know, whatever stage in their lives they find themselves at. Okay, dope. Yeah. So all about empowering young men. Indeed, indeed. That, that's, what, that's the name of the game, man. That's what it's all about. Not enough people doing that. Right. And I was telling someone um, recently, there, I feel like there are a lot of platforms for women of color and black women. Absolutely. And I feel like there aren't that many for black men. So yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to learn more about what well, you have going on. Well, there, there are, right? But not... Where, not where, they, where they at? Well, that's show, the thing, Show right? me so, the receipts, so, man. Here's the thing. I mean, you got, the, <laughs> you know, you got some publications that are either very um, misogynistic, right? Mm-hmm. You got... They'll remain unnamed, okay. right? Okay, but, okay. you know, you got your certain covers that, you know, brothers gravitate to. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have music, sports, fashion, right? That's That's kind of what we tend to think about when, when we think about resources for men, right? right? Or men in generally, but then for men of color, there's even less. Right. And so I wanted to create something that was authentic, that was vulnerable, um, and that was uh, w- with a socially conscious 
component or perspective um, that really is reflective of who I am, right? And then who I keep around me, right? And so I think it, it is needed and there isn't anything out there that really brings everything that we do or that we're trying to do uh, into in one place. I agree because it's like when, when there are those few publications that are targeted towards us, mm-hmm. men of color, it's like, Y'all don't y'all don't realize we multifaceted too. Like we we can't we not as simple as you're trying to make us out to be. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like we we have so many dimensions and sides and, and things that we go to and stories untold. It's right. like y'all not even gonna try to have some kind of journalistic integrity and dig Absolutely. a little deeper and, and figure out what we really about and what we care about. Yeah. Like cool. Yeah. And I think I'll add to that is that, you know, what one of the things that we, we're really keen on doing with our platform is being inclusive of the female voice, mm. right? So if we're ultimately talking about becoming better men, we can't do that without the women in our lives, whether it's our moms, our sisters, our partners, our daughters. So all of those things, so you look at our team, it's it's seven of us, and you can split it right down the middle, it's half women and half men by mm. design, right? In order to kind of make sure that we're, we're um, the integrity of the female voice is always heard, um, either explicitly or implicitly in everything that we do. So I think, again, that's another, that's another way we try to differentiate what we're doing from other platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're right. I think there's there's really a dearth. But but I, I'll say this, Rondell, that in the last, call it six to 12 months, um, and maybe it's a product of kind of what we went through at the, the tail end of last year with all the police shootings, mm-hmm. there's definitely a, a growing sense and a growing um, movement, for lack of a better word, from brothers trying to do exactly what it is that I'm doing. Right. right? Um, so our goals are the same just our paths might be different, right, right, you know? Right. So it's inspiring to me to see that because, you know, for better or worse, I don't see it as competition. I see it as, look, it's time, right? We should yeah, be doing this. For sure, the more the merrier. I think that's the right attitude to have because it's like, if if your true intent is uh, <laughs> the betterment of the community and, and really what, what you're saying the brand is about, it's like, you know, the more the merrier. People who are truly passionate about it will continue to do it regardless of, you know, other distractions or whatever comes along the way. Agreed. Um, so the lives of men, obviously an amazing platform that's that's most needed. But what made what made you start it? Like, what was your inspiration and, and your drive behind it? Yeah. So I think it's again, it was just. I think I mentioned it earlier. Was the the uh, lack of a father figure growing up, mm-hmm. and then and then heartbreak, um, really just combining to 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 serve as that motivation. Um, but really just wanting to inspire brothers to become better men across the board. Um, but, but I think what inspired me to leave work to focus on it 100% was, you know, again, you, you work and you, you find yourself in your career at the point where you always envisioned yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. You go to college and all these things and <clears throat> you're successful and you're there. And it's like, okay, I'm here, but it's not, it doesn't feel the way I, I envisioned it would feel. Huh. All right? <laughs> I'm sure you can relate. Yeah. I see the light bulb going <laughs> off. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to that because, oh, man, life. <laughs> life is like that sometimes. adulting, right? Oh, man. Jeez. Because yeah. the thing is, you know, we're, it's a weird thing about life. We're forced to make decisions about what we think we want to do in a time where most of us don't really have an idea of mm-hmm. what we want to do. So you start on this path and you you create this idea of what you want. And sometimes it's on track for the time being. Sometimes it's way off. But even if it is on track for the time being, chances are by the time you arrive to that, like you said, the feeling that you expect to feel when you get there right. is not there. Well, so you expect to feel like yeah. so fulfilled and amazing mm-hmm. because you achieve your dreams. But then I think 
when you get there, you realize that there's something bigger than what you right. what you could have possibly imagined at that time. Right. And what does that tell you, Rondell? It tells you two things, right? That you even said it, but you didn't. You, I don't think you caught it. It's enjoy the process, mm. right? Because the destination itself may or may not be the fulfilling part of that journey. It's the process. This guy, right? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one, right? And then the other thing too is, um, I think it's okay, right? So, so there are a couple things, right? Yeah, the 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 feeling of fulfillment is 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 fleeting in in some respects because I think we're always, especially as as alpha individuals, mm-hmm. people that are go getters, we're always going to want more, and I think we're always going to want something that is somewhat is it's just almost impossible that a nine to five is going to give us, mm-hmm. and that is this level of fulfillment. And 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 my one of my fears is is uh, living a life unfulfilled, and so I started to question myself going back to why I left my job to do this is. You know, how was I going to leave the world in a better place, right? Like, yes, I was making good money and it was providing for certain things, but it wasn't, I I wasn't coming home and feeling alive. Mm. And so I started to, and it was a long process, but I started to think about simplifying my life, man, getting rid of a lot of stuff, whether it was clothes at home, getting rid of my car and, and just really simplifying so that I got to a point where... I honed in on what was important, and that was when I figured out that look, I, I need to do something that brings me life. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I decided to, to leave, and and it was probably the best things, best thing I, I could have done. And I think my advice to anybody thinking about leaving their job, and, and I know we've talked about this offline, is there's never a perfect time, man. There's never a perfect time. You can always save more money. You can always, but what's going to happen is that life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And so there's no better time than now to, to go out and do it. Obviously responsibly, right? Try to figure out a way to do it so that you're not out in the street in, in two months. But, right. you know, just just follow your dreams. He ain't right? saying don't pay your rent, y'all. Because right. y'all, y'all, y'all not going to hit him up talking right. about Jason. Nah. You told you me. Told us. <laughs> nah. You said. Yeah, yeah. But, but that said, it's scary. And there will be moments where you're going to be like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. excuse my language but no, no, no. it is what it is right and so i think it's yo listen just just do it because you don't you don't want to regret it hmm. you don't want to regret it a life unfulfilled we don't want that so the definition of being a black man what what do you think society views it as and how are you trying to redefine that yeah well it's 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 a, an ambitious task right like who yeah and we were just talking about it before we went live yeah. it's, it's um I, I think the easiest way to define it is to begin by defining what it's not Right. Mm. And I think we so I'll give you an example. Right. So Terrence Crutcher, we know what happened. He was shot. He was murdered. Um, and so from the helicopter, 100 feet up in the air, the, the cop was just like, oh, he looks like a bad dude. Right. I'm six foot four, 200 plus pounds. You're six feet. You right. know, And so what does that mean? Does that mean that we're you know, we can walk around and just kind of be perceived as, ba- quote unquote, right. bad dudes? Right. Right. So what does that mean? Which is so, probably the general conception if we were to really think about it. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Right. And then and then add to that, whatever, you know, certain neighborhoods that we might move in or, or our dress, how we you know, how we put together. So so all of those things, I think, is is what contributes to the negative stereotype of what a black man is. Right. Mm. Um, and I think you add to that what we see in the media, which is. Uh, a lot of fatherlessness, right? A lot of misogynistic stuff. Um, we see sports, we see rappers, we see all of these things, but we are more than that, obviously, right? right. We're fathers, we're, 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 we're brothers, we're all of these, we're partners. And so I think it's what, what we're trying to do with our platform is show more stories of brothers that are doing j- those things, right? Which is, I think, more 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 prevalent than not. Right. Um, and I think more importantly, it's, it's showing 
uh, an attainable version of that, right? I want people to look at our stuff and be like, wow, like those dudes are dope. I want to be friends with them. How do I be? How can I be like them? And 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 be very aspirational in what we do. So that's kind of the way we're trying to um, redefine it in our way. Again, there there, uh, you know, a thousand ways to to skin a cat. But I think at the end of the day, it's as long, as long as you're authentic and true to yourself, you know, the 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 end result will speak for itself. Yeah, man, yeah. I, I appreciate that. That all yeah. that all sounds dope, man. So where do you want where do you want to see the lives of men? Go. So right now you have the online platform. Right. When did you start it again? We launched in January. Man, and they yeah. come the game. Y'all need to get up on this platform. <laughs> the you, lives brother. of men, um, making a lot of moves Thank in you. such a short time span. But so so, you're building your digital platform right, right. now. Um, where do you want to see it go ultimately? Yeah, I think I think because you seem like a man with a plan. You don't oh, seem like man. a man who just put it out there and <laughs> oh, was like, oh, let's just see. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> definitely not fly by wind. Right, right, day, right, for sure. But um. Yeah, I think, it, you know, it's the ambition is to become, and I, I hate that term, but for lack of a better word it, or term, is the one-stop shop, the, that one resource that, that men can go to. Again, when we were just talking about women have certain resources that mm -hmm. they go to, whether it's, I don't know, uh, Cosmo or, you know, what have you, or Essence, um, I want that to be for, I want to create something like that for men. Okay. Um, it may or may not be the only one, but mm -hmm. I think if, if we can be in that conversation, so when men are, are going through certain things in their lives, um, certain life stages, they think of us when they need advice, right? So like people think of GQ when they need to figure out what to wear. That's a fact. Right? <laughs> right? I want this to think, I want people to think about the lives of men when they, when they're going through a relationship issue mm. or, you know, uh, they, they're trying to transition from career to career. What do I do? How do I prepare? So that's kind of, the, that's the type of resources that I'm trying to create. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. So speaking of career transitions, tell uh -oh. us about your past uh -oh. life. Because you just you just started this platform. You're yep. doing it full time, right? I am. Okay. I am. So so tell me about what you were doing a little bit before that. Absolutely. Um, and and this is this is the probably the most personal part of this conversation. Oh, okay. I'll be I'll be honest with you because well one of them, but I think uh, because it's so recent. Mm. Um, so I recently left my job to focus on this. I left in February. We launched in January. Literally three and a half weeks later, I decided to leave. And, and there were a lot of things happening um, at work, outside of work, that were just kind of pointing in that direction. Mm -hmm. And literally, it was just one of those things out of a movie where one day I came in, there was an offer on the table, and it was either you take it or you don't. And so it was that now or never moment. Right. Um, so, But my background is in, in finance. Okay. Um, I had spent 11, 12 years in finance. I went to undergrad, uh, studied economics and finance. Went back to school recently, got an MBA at NYU, and so very successful in that regard, right? Got a chance to really just, one, travel the world through my career, and it, and it, it afforded certain things. But again, it's just that level of, there was something there that was just unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. um, and so for the last two years, I had been working um, in a, for a major real estate firm. Okay. Um, and so decided to leave, as I, as I mentioned, in February. So. Um, that's it, man. And so I don't have a background in media. I don't have a background. I don't have, quote, unquote, this creative background. Mm -hmm. But there is a creative part of me that I think was dying to come out. And, and so here it is. And, here, and listen, <laughs> and that's all right. You've yeah. identified that. Yeah. And you're about to change the world with it. So that's a beautiful to, thing. Yeah, I'm trying to. So your past career is in finance. You said it allowed you to travel the world. Yeah. Where, where have you gone through your career yeah. in finance? So I think, um, so I was in, in, in banking. And, and so when you think about private banking specifically, it's mm -hmm. New York and Switzerland. So I was able to actually live in Switzerland for a couple of years, lived in Geneva for a couple of years. At, nice. At a, at, a, at a time in my life where it was just, it was the perfect time. Um, actually, 
right as soon as I moved is when um, Barack Obama got elected. Oh, wow. So that was an interesting time to kind of be overseas huh. as a black man. Okay. Um, but that, we can talk about that later. Because we were like super lit at that oh, moment. It man. was like, oh, the most powerful man in the world man. is black. Yeah, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me go on a tangent for a second. Yeah. So think about the landscape at that time, right? Mm -hmm. It was, we're coming off a of bush. It was a lot going on. We were just tense. And anywhere you went, as a traveler, you know this, right? Mm -hmm. You go. It, it's a, like kind of like right now. Yeah, well, yeah, right now. It's like you're, you're ashamed to say you're yep. American, right? Every single place you go is a cab driver or a hotel person or whoever. You're from America, so how do you feel about? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that said, though, I think when you say you're from New York, it's mm. almost different. It's it's almost like you're a different animal, mm -hmm. right? But at that time, it was that, right? It was like very embarrassed to kind of be or ashamed to be American, and so and it literally went from one day feeling that that way. To the next day when Barack got elected, it was just like, yes, I'm American. And, you know what I mean? Like, so it was, it was night and day, but it was a beautiful experience. So I, I'm just, you know, unfortunately, I was I was away for that momentous occasion. But, mm -hmm. man, it was, um, yeah, anyway, so I digress. So back, so I'm in Switzerland at the time and, you know, centrally located in Europe. I got a chance to travel all over Europe. Um, and I'll tell you a story. So my friends would ask me, so what do you do on a weekend? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, well, I go to Paris. <laughs> some like, you know, <laughs> you know, little something, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was, you know, but it, it sounds pretentious, but it was the opportunity to grab a train, mm -hmm. be in Paris in three hours for a hundred bucks. Mm. You know what I mean? And so that that, life, that's the good man, life, man. You feel me? Europe, Europe is set up in, in a way and... And I had to realize that after some time, it's like the whole of Europe is almost like the United States. Like you can take yeah. a quick road trip and be in a whole different country, Absolutely. different language, different culture, the same way we might take a road trip to like DC or something like that, or, or Boston. It's, it's like that, like people really jump around, that's dope. Yeah. Well, and, and what I also like about that is that there are trash cans in Europe that are older than this entire country. <laughs> you know what wow. I mean? That so, was, that's real. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You go real. to Rome, you're walking in a museum. That's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, you turn, oh, that's the Colosseum. Right. Oh, shit, that's the Pantheon. Right. You know what I mean? So right. that is what I loved about Europe mm. um, in terms of just being there and being able to travel kind of in that periphery. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, so that's kind of traveling the world. That's That was a, a unique experience. Dope. And I'm sure. actually, I, it's funny, I actually recently booked a trip to Switzerland. Oh, man. Um, I'm going, what am I going? October. So we're doing Zurich. Um Lake Lucerne a little Lucerne, bit like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh not Geneva, what's the other part? Uh so it's Zurich, uh is it um Lugano? Nah. Basel? Nah. Damn, now you make me feel like you I picked Zurich. all the wrong spots. You said Zurich. Yeah. You have to go to Geneva though, man. Was it Geneva? I don't know, man. I can't I can't remember. Okay. But anyway, yeah, but I'm looking forward to Switzerland. It's, be man. Great. it's a beautiful country. I kinda just stumbled on it because um I'm going to Paris in October and I knew I just didn't want to do Paris and it's kind of too cold to do like the Riviera, so mm -hmm. I'm like, let me bounce around a little bit. I was going to do London, um, but then the people I'm going with recently, they was like, uh, London right now? Nah, that's nah, that's a nice. Not a good look. <laughs> so not um, a good look. just looked in the map and I was like, oh, let me let, let me look up Switzerland. Man. Nice, nice little tucked away, kind of in between. Yeah, but it's a beautiful place. Man. I can't wait for yeah. it. So um, let's let's indulge a little bit in the Swiss experience. So. Absolutely. What's some reasons that you would recommend it or not? Like, what, what makes Switzerland unique? I think um, I have a ton of really great friends in, in, in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that you think about, I, I guess this is for the uneducated traveler, someone who hasn't necessarily done uh, as much research in terms of movement of people. But, you know, you think Switzerland, you think 
white folks, mm-hmm. super, super conservative mm-hmm. and like neutral. Right. Right. I mean, that is kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that's without knowing. Right. 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 You get there. And especially if you go to Zurich and you go to a Geneva, mm-hmm. um, you, it's it's especially in Geneva, it's the the international capital of the U.N. is in Geneva. Mm. Right, so it's it's a transitory place. Very you didn't much, realize that. Yeah, very much like New York in okay. the sense that, you know, you're gonna be there. I was there for two years, and um, and I met lifelong friends, but they were in and out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so with that comes this this flavor and this uh, cacophony of different types of flavors of people. A lot of uh, Eastern Africans, uh, Western Africans, mm-hmm. um, a lot of Rwandans, because they all kind of went, you know, during the genocide, they kind of moved to Switzerland as okay. well. Um, you know, so North Africans. I mean, so there's a there's a nice mix of just different colors and shades. Um, and so there's there's kind of the the regular tourist thing, like right. anywhere else you go. And right. then there's that underground kind of like, I live here. Right. This is where you need to go. That's what, I, know need. what I mean. I need so all of that. I need we'll, all we'll of that. We'll connect offline and I'll hit you off. I'll yeah, give you a couple man. contacts. But, but yeah, man, it was, it's beautiful. And I think, you know, the, um, aesthetically, the country's got the best of both, both worlds. It's got the mountains. Mm-hmm. It's got the lake. So in Geneva, man, it was just like literally you're on – the lake itself is like the beach, right? That's right. kind of where all the social – uh, happenings take place and so you're on the beach and you're looking at snow-capped mountains mm. it's crazy you know it's crazy but you know we, we'll definitely connect offline i got a yeah. few gems to, to share with you listen <laughs> yeah i'm man. trying to be out there living Yo, brother listen. and i love yeah. i love getting off the grid anyone who travels with me knows like i do bang bang we take the two touristy photos because you know you, 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 need, you need the popping photo <laughs> yeah. but then i really need to be with the locals and like chilling with them eating where they hang eating where they eat hanging mm-hmm. where they hang all that good stuff i love Absolutely. hanging with locals when i travel yeah, man. that is ultimately the best experience like my best travel experiences have been because i knew someone there or someone connected me to someone there and they're like skip all this that yeah. you were gonna do yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Here's a list of things to get into. And it's like, it's always better. Absolutely. It's always better. It's the same same thing the other way around. Like, when people come to New York and get, it's so easy to get caught up in the wrong stuff in New York. Or when people tell me, oh, I hated New York. I'm like, you didn't do New York properly. Right. Trust yeah. me when I say you didn't do New Absolutely. York properly. Yeah, yeah man. We got to connect for sure. For sure. Um, so you you were able to hop around while you were out there in Europe. So what, what are some of your, your other favorite spots when you were out in Europe? Rome. Hands mm-hmm. down, probably, you know, my second favorite city of all, you know, everywhere that I've been. Mm. Um, so Rome, because again, you're, you're walking in a museum, right? The food is amazing. Uh, London was, was, was great. Uh, Berlin, beautiful city. One of the most clean places that you're ever going to visit. Mm. The cleanest places. Um, I'm trying to think. Morocco was amazing. Um, quick flight down. Anywhere in Spain. Just a quick jaunt to Morocco. Yeah, I mean, again, it sounds, <laughs> sounds a certain way, but I think I, I promise you, if you get to... That's another thing. Let me just mention this real quick, going back to Switzerland. If you want to do Europe on the cheap, my mm-hmm. recommendation is to fly to Switzerland. You can get a flight for six, seven hundred bucks mm-hmm. if, if you buy it in advance. And then from there, just train, mm-hmm. right? Or or take the, the EasyJet or Ryanair or whatever, and it's a hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks, anywhere you need to go. Right. Within an hour or two, you're in a completely different place. Right. So, just another tip for, for folks that might be listening that want to travel to Europe and want to f- figure out how to do it on the on the cheap. But um, yeah, man. So Rome, Paris, of course. Um, I'm trying to think of a of a of a place that maybe not. It's not as popular. That was dope. It'll come to me. Yeah, man, for sure. So, let's switch topics a little bit. Dominicano? Yes. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Dominicano, right. So, representing for that, man. I've been to, um, I went to DR once many years ago. Um, 
Everyone thought I was Dominican when I was there. I thought it was so funny. Because, you know, being in New York, obviously I know mad Dominicans. Right. Like, we, we got connected through someone who was Dominican. Right. Um, but I just never heard anyone say, oh, you could be Dominican. And I go down there, and I'm like, oh, word? Like, let, yeah. me, let, me, let me brush up on my Spanish and fret a little bit. Um, yeah. It was, a, it was a good trip. And the food, man, I was like, what's happening here? The food was like bananas. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Absolutely. Um, but tell me about that duality, um, mm-hmm. being like, uh, you identify with black, but also black man, yeah. being from DR. Yeah. I think that that experience is, especially with Dominicans, right? And I think it's, it's funny to hear you say that people would look at you and be like, oh, wow, you could be Dominican, mm-hmm. right? Because we range from, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes to, you know, dark as, as night, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the beauty of, of, of the, of the diaspora. But I think that, um, Specifically, Dominicans have a history of of colorism mm-hmm. and, and and racism within the culture. Right. And um, and I think for me, traveling to the Dominican Republic every time I would go was always a, a an experiment in in um, I guess sociology, right? And in, in figuring out why how people view me um, and and how do I how do I navigate that? Mm-hmm. Um, because even within that, as as loudly or as cleanly or as as well spoken I was in Spanish, um, I was still dark, mm. right? And so I can point to a specific example where we were going out one time, and I knew that in this area it was going to be there was a chance that I was going to be discriminated against. So I dressed up even more so than I needed to, you know. And <clears throat> we're, we're pulling up to the spot, the bouncer's is looking at me from across the street and shook his head to the guy at the door. It was like, damn, damn fam. right? You know what I mean? <sighs> so it's just like, shit, like, how do you, you know what I mean? So that's the type of experience, mm. you know, that, that I that I have a, a, a problem with or a challenge with. And I think I'm, I've become more vocal in trying to bring awareness to that mm. um, and try to, you know, somehow debunk some of those myths. So that, that was so real, man. Jeez, yeah. I, I, I need real. like a minute to let that sink in. Just think about that. Dominicans don't think they're black. I mean, that's that's straight up as as I can be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that a lot of us now, there's there's a there is there has been for years. But I think with our generation more so, there's definitely a a group of people that are taking more responsibility for our blackness and being more unapologetically black. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's creating us and bringing more attention to to the that dynamic. But um, but yeah, I think historically, you know, issues with hair, issues with color and shade, and and all of those things, issues with Dominicans and Haitians, yeah, you know, those man. tensions. I mean, all of that stuff. I can go on for hours, but all of those things, as a Dominican man, as an Afro Caribbean man, it's really difficult because when I come back home, I have a lot of Haitian friends, mm-hmm. right? And so it's almost embarrassing. Like, yeah, you know, we know what's going on. How do I feel as a Dominican man? You know, with with all the issues that are happening on the island. So. It, it creates an interest, interesting dynamic, but it's something that I think we're empowered to change and bring attention to. Mm-hmm. So I, I take my responsibility for that seriously. No, I appreciate you yeah. addressing it head on, man. Um, it, it is it is a sensitive it's a sensitive topic because it's like you want to obviously most people want to be want to be proud from proud of where they're from. I mean, you want to rep DR so bad, but it's like there's some social constructs, something's rooted in politics. Like, it's very, very deep and intricate. Yeah. And 
it it sucks that you can't you can't even be in your own family's country and feel like you know a hundred percent right like right. you're a hundred percent proud without somebody potentially knowing you could go to a certain area and get a side eye or something yep. like that like yep. that sucks and 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 it's unfortunate because DR is a beautiful uh, country it has so much to offer yeah um and you actually did a recent you recently did a mission trip there yeah right? yeah so I actually just got back maybe like two weeks ago. Oh, so, yeah. That was like, two, oh, I didn't realize it was that recent. Yeah, yeah, okay. about two weeks or two, three weeks ago, maybe. But, um, but yeah, so we went on a medical mission to the border of Haiti and DR. Okay. And, um, and so it was through an organization called Waves of Health. Okay. And what they do is bring medical supplies and primary uh, or basic medical attention to impoverished communities right along the border. And so for me, when the opportunity came uh, across or came, came to me, I struggled with it, right? Because it was like, I had been, so backtracking for a minute, I had been traveling to, to the DR for seven years, every year up until 2013. Mm -hmm. And since then, I had been very vocal. I hadn't returned since then. And I've been very vocal about not going until they address some of these issues. And so when the opportunity came, I was like, man, what do you do, right? right. This is like, Dun dun dun! Like yeah. you know, do you put the, your feelings aside? That 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 throws you literally in the mix of Word. your inner conflict Word. right there in one moment. No doubt. And so it's just like, man, like, do I put this to the side for a greater good, or do I keep wanting to fight this fight that I'm not necessarily affecting from my vantage point? Mm. So I decided to go, and it was one of the best things I did. Um, not only because of so the humanitarian stuff aside, which was great, right? We did what we did, brought medical supplies. I think the the unintended consequence of me being there was an opportunity to educate, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would connect with people and, you know, a lot of times some of the, it's crazy because some of the most racist comments come from people that are my shade. Mm -hmm. And so, I, you know, I'd pull people to the side and be like, look, you, that's wrong, you know what I mean? And start educating people on the rights and wrongs of the, the their antiquated notions of race and colorism, mm -hmm. right, and, 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 and prejudice. So that was, for me, the, the highlight of the trip. You know, above and beyond kind of getting to know myself through this process was really, Taking and, and that's honestly what's really sparked a lot of what we're going to be what you're going to be seeing from the lives of men going forward is really just addressing these topics and conversations um, and really trying to, to shed light on it so that we can change. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was a life altering experience. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, man. So travel have, with purpose, right? Yeah, for sure. Hashtag travel with purpose. For sure. Have yeah. you shared any of that of your experience yet on the site? Or? I did. Yeah. Okay. So I've I've written two pieces already. Um, I wrote kind of a a quick intro piece to kind of set the stage for what I was feeling at the time before we left. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote a piece while we were there, and um, I'm actually going to be doing a Q and A with uh, I won't name who, but um, it's a, it's a media company. I reached out. They want to do a Q and A to kind of recap. So that'll be the, the kind of third and culminating piece on my thought, my overall thoughts and feelings about the trip. Dope. So yeah, you can find all that stuff online. Where, on where website. online? Let the people the know. The website, man. <laughs> um, you can go to www. Are we still doing www? It's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what year are we in? <laughs> Thelivesofmen.com. Um, and that you can find uh, you can find us on all uh, social media platforms at The Lives of Men. So Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Dope. Looking forward to that, brother. Um, anything else coming up with the lives of men that people should look out for? Totally. So, so one of the things that we want to do with our brand is spark conversations with content online, create events and experiences that bring those conversations to life, mm -hmm. and then out of those two things, whatever services might or needs that come up from those two things, service those. 
So we are. So we started a conversation with our first event in April. We're actually having another event on June 24th called Platanos and Collard Greens. Okay. Um, loosely, well, actually based on the play. I don't know if you yeah, have a yeah, chance yeah. to see it. Um, but it's really that. It's, again, Any, it's, anyone who's who lived in New York knows about Platanos and yeah, Collard Greens. That yeah. drink was well, was well known. Play. Yeah, it was a dope play. <laughs> so it's just that, right? So we're going to um, have an event that's focused on really just understanding the, the, um, the intricacies between African-American and Latino culture in this mm-hmm. country. Uh, and talking about the nuances that might make it different, but ultimately how we're all similar right. through art and food and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's on June 24th. Okay, dope. Yeah. Man, this is a pleasure having you, man. Thank this you, is, this has man. been a I great interview. This. Yo, listen, I, you know, it's funny because one of the things that, and, and again, bringing it back to travel, one of the things that you can spend money on that will always leave you richer is travel. Absolutely. And so I, I think I owe all of these perspectives and thoughts and and. To, to my ability to get up and, and get out of New York from time to time, right? Because it makes the world this much bigger or this much smaller, I should say. Mm-hmm. So I think when, whenever, whenever you're able to do that, even if it's just, yo, I'm going to take a drive down three hours away from the city, just take advantage of, of doing that because it, it gives you different perspectives. Absolutely, man. Cha- people take for granted what a change of scenery and just engaging with people somewhere else, having different experiences will make you realize just how small you are yeah. in perspective of everything else that's going on in the world. Absolutely. And also how much, even though we're different, we're the same. I tell people that all the time, like as, as many places that I've been, the common thread at the end of the trip is like, we're all the same people, Absolutely. man. Like right? no matter where you go, we're man, all I the guess, same people. I get people. goosebumps hearing you say that because it's true. Yeah. It's true. It's like you, you talk to people, they might speak a different language and they might look a little bit different or dress a little bit different, but we're all the same people, man. Yeah, indeed. Beautiful things, man. Soul Society 101, the podcast. Big team. Jason Rosario, The Lives of Men. Check it out. We out.